0: Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. With seven kids between the two of us, we know what a wild ride parenting can be.
1: But that it's also the most rewarding job any of us will ever do. As longtime best friends,
0: we've been together for a lot, helping each other all along the way. And now we're sharing our journeys with you, letting you in on our day-to-day to hear what's working in our homes and what's not. Each week, we'll be sitting down to talk all the things from parenting to TV, relationships to self care. We'll cover it all. So, whether you're a stay at home mom or empty nester, join us here to get informed and help your family thrive.
1: Together, we'll figure it all out. Welcome to your Mommy Morning Show.
0: Before we get started, we want to tell you about Betty's. Each Betty set is all in one piece. Your Betty's include your sheet, blanket, comforter, and matching pillowcases and they all go on your bed like a fitted sheet. Betty's comes in sizes toddler to king and are perfect for any bed, especially if they're in a tight space, kind of like a bunk bed. While you're listening, go and shop right now at Betty's.com, B-E-D-D-Y-S.com, and use our code MOMVOICE for 15% off your purchase. Now on to the show.
1: Okay, Lauren, well, you did a big run this weekend. I think everybody should know how are your runs going?
0: Oh, you're too kind. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, no, I mean, we have increased and we're getting down to the wire here, which is like kind of crazy. I'm like, I don't know. Yes. I. So last week I did a 10 mile run and this Saturday I did an eight mile run. Wow. And I know, crazy, right? How did it go? It went good. It actually went way, way better than I could have hoped. Last week was the 10 miler and I was really nervous about it. Like I had not done one yet. My highest had been like six and a half miles. So I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to survive? Can I do this? Wow. And um, I went with my sister and I normally don't run with people. I oddly like, I, I feel kind of like intimidated running with people. I don't like really, really talking while I run. Yeah, I get that. And so- and I kind of want to listen to something. I think that, like, helps, like, hype me up a little bit or whatever, music or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't typically run with people. So we did it together. And it actually was helpful. And I think it would, like, push us both to, like, not be the one to stop. I mean, yes. she, I, not that we were, like, trying to com- be competitive. But I just think we're, like, I don't want to be the one to drag her down. I want to be— So we kind of kept up. And we kept going. And we pushed. And we did talk, actually. It was funny. I, I, funny enough, I tell— Anybody who's listening to me, it's the first two miles are honestly my hardest. Really, I know that sounds crazy. No, yeah. but it is weird because it's like my body like has to adjust, warm up, adjust. Yes. The muscles have to move. Like my my heart has to kind of get moving and burn that chest burn and all of it. And once I hit like mile three or four, it's like you're just not all. I dare say that that ten mile finally broke me through that, like, wall. No way. Where I would say, like, you kind of do go a little bit into autopilot. Like, you can just go. It's, like, so crazy. is is that the runner's high that everybody talks about? I wouldn't say it's a high where it's, like, a high, like, I love this, I want to keep going, never stop high. Yeah. But it is a high, and, like, your body's just doing it. Like it's starting, it's gone, it's going, it's going, it's going, which I never thought I would get here. Right. Oh my Finally, gosh. I feel like maybe I've broken through that yes. little phase because the shorter I it's those first two miles though, both times just kind of getting my muscles hot and warm and moving. It's kind of like, Oh, this it's I'm feeling it. It's feeling yeah. It. Yeah. But then you almost like, I don't know, in a weird way, get numb to it and you just go, really? go, go. Wow. So it's like So I would not say you guys. I'm making it sound like oh, I you know this is no big thing. You can remember just weeks ago, I'm straight crying at every step of the way, and this has been like oh, you know, it has been blood, sweat, tears. It really has. It really has totally. But I feel like that built a lot. That built up my confidence a lot, knowing okay, I know what this feels like. Yeah. Okay, I know. Okay, I know how to do this. I've gotten some tips along the way, and even from some of you, just like. Every three miles, either like have a little piece of candy or like a there's even these kind of just protein chews and things like that to keep you going. And they say, you know, get one of those or choose eat something before it's too late. You want to keep the carbs and the fuel going in your body, especially through those long distances and stuff. And you know, it's funny, I don't drink a ton of water when I run. Like I actually would rather not drink. To be honest, it's very interesting. You would think I'd be thirsty or, or yeah, exhausted. Yeah, I want yeah. the water, but I hardly drink anything when I run. It's mm-hmm, really funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect that. And um, that's so but yeah, awesome. no, it's we're getting there. I wow. I I am feeling not the pressure. We're kind of down three weeks out, and I just want to stay up on it. I want to keep going, keep going. So we're do you think you'll do another really long? Run. Kind of on the heels of getting back in town from our little dance trip we were on. Um, I do think this Saturday I'd like to do one more long run. Cool. I really actually yeah. would like to do 11.
1: Really? I think if I could yes. do
0: 11, I could really, because for a long time, this has been about distance. My training has been about distance and getting far and getting farther. Yeah. Now I really want to just kind of like focus a tiny bit on pace. And so if I can increase my time, if I can know, okay, in the middle, I can push myself a little harder and then I got to save the energy for the end and go a little slower. And then the last two, I'll push it hard again or something like yeah, that. You no, know what I mean? Cause I, like, yeah, I want to kind of be considered of my pace, but really, I mean, all in all my goal, I think right this moment is to not stop running the whole time, and also, obviously, just to finish, I mean you're that's going to be it. huge, yeah, girl. So
1: you're going to do great. Yep, there we go. Oh my gosh. it's crazy. Wow, Our countdowns on it totally is, but you're going to rock it, Lauren. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is we got a really great question sent in on Instagram from one of the listeners, and we don't do this a lot, but I thought it would be a really good one to kind of chat about on the episode this week. So this is for you, Kristen. If you're listening, we're going to chat about it really quick. Lauren, read the, read the question we got.
0: Yes. OK, here it is. I'm curious to know if you, you all have created any new friendships since COVID. I'm currently struggling with this. I lost touch with friends from my school years. I focused so much on my job and then started a family. I find myself with no life outside my work and home. I love being with family, but I know it'd be good for my mental health to find a hobby or a friend group. I've become very introverted. COVID is also a disadvantage to being more outgoing. It feels so awkward to look for friends as a 31-year-old. Maybe it's just me. I would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, I think we all relate to this, Kristen, like
1: in so many ways. You know, it's funny. I feel like I'm kind of in the stage of life now (laughs) where I still make friends, right? But like my kids are kind of out of the playdate stage where we're constantly doing play dates, right? And I feel like a lot of my friendships were made during those like toddler years where it was like every day we're at the park or we're at Chick-fil-A or something like that. Um, Have I made new friendships? I feel like I totally have. I feel like I've made a friendship here or there through like church or like in my neighborhood, things like that. But I totally see what you're talking about where COVID is like really hampering that. I totally do. I mean, Lauren, what do you think?
0: Well, I think sometimes it can be trickiest to know where to where to make friends, um, I, especially at our age when so much of our time is dedicated, yes, to work or to the kids. And so it's like you almost have to go out of your way where it's not like, you, you know, we're single, we have these big social lives and big plans. Yeah. You really have to go out of your way to make that yeah. forward effort. Yeah. I do think church is a great avenue if you're at all a religious person. If you do go to church, maybe make a little more effort there. If you don't go to church, maybe find a local church that would work for you and your family. I do think play dates, and you're 31, so maybe your kids are still little. Yeah. I mean, I had my last baby around 30, so maybe you're around there. I think it's like just taking that plunge. And if there was a nice girl in the neighborhood, maybe someone from school, a parent board, or, you know, like a class party you met them— just, it is, it's like a plunge. You, it's literally like texting that cute yes. boy that you started flirting with. It is like totally. you're, you're nervous. You don't know what they're going to say back, but taking the plunge and shooting a text. Hey, would you guys want to meet at the park for a play date? Would you want to come over for coffee and um, a movie with the kids? Like whatever, or something, some, throw it out there. Yeah. I totally agree. I feel like There's so many different
1: scenarios of, like, where you can meet women. It can be the gym. Like, if you go— The gym can be great. The gym is, like, a total slam dunk. I feel like if you're around the same women every week or you go to, like, a Pilates class or you're going to, like, a high fitness class or whatever, like, I feel like you have, like, a common interest there at least. Um, I totally agree, though, that it kind of brings back those same feelings of, like, dating in a weird way. right it's so bizarre. Like you feel like you're putting yourself out there and you just kind of have to do that. I feel like there, I feel like at the end of the day, yes, COVID can be a restriction if you let it, but take the plunge. Like Lauren said, set up a play date, meet at the park, you know, invite them over for coffee, something like that. I feel like people people want friends at the end of the day. And I do feel like if your children are around the same age, it's just a slam dunk. I really
0: do feel like that. I do think you said the gym. And as I literally thought of the gym scenario, there are so many women our age and like, you know, a bit like around, but the gym can be super intimidating too. Oh, like, totally. I mean, you kind of yeah. have like the really like skinny, fit, cute girls that are there every day. And they kind of already literally have their like workout clicks. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like a few people that literally just go in and out. They don't, they're sweaty. They don't even go to want to confront or talk to anybody. So the gym could be a little sticky and it it can be hard to like, but like if you're stretching next to someone, just maybe introduce yourself and you might see her the next week and then it might cultivate something. Yeah. The little things you kind of don't know. She might she might need a friend or just like, you know, interaction just as much as you do. It really is that even that interaction as we're drowning moms with little kids or toddlers or even just the busy schedules, it is just really like refreshing to have that interaction with another woman or mom and relate. I, I also totally agree. think, honestly, I, I know this is so played out, but Honestly, social media. I do still think like actually, truly is an avenue. Like, I don't know you all physically, and I don't. I don't know if I could pick you out of a crowd. But there's enough of you that have like continually like t- kept in touch or responded or DM. We're friends now. Yeah, that I feel totally. like I know a few people. Like I yes. know that I have cultivated. Do I get to go and hang out with you on a Friday night? No, but like I do think if you find like a local group or um, search like. An area, your area and see if there's like pages or just even women that are in your area or people that you do know go to their Instagram and cultivate friendships there. Maybe Agreed. there was that woman at church. Start commenting on her photos. Say, Oh, where do you go? Where, where was this at? I love that. Or, Oh my gosh, my kids do the same thing. We should meet there sometime. I totally you know, agree. that's like, honestly, like an easy, a little less intimidating Avenue. And it's so like, I mean, I do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, between even Mom Voice and, like, Disney on the Dime, I feel like there's a handful of women. Like, if we were physically here together, like, we would be good friends. Like, we oh, would yeah. hang out. Like, we are so the same. And you, we continually talk to each other. It is like this online friendship. Yeah, totally. And I do think it just kind of
1: takes it back to, like— like Lauren said at the beginning, you just have to put yourself out there. And whether it is doing it on social media or texting someone, or you know, maybe your kids do baseball together, or maybe your kids do a sport or dance or like whatever, like sit next to that person, literally exchange numbers. Like, yeah. I know how awkward it is. I promise. Yep. I know it's so weird. But like exchange numbers and just put it out there. Be like, hey. Do you guys want to hang out at the park Tuesday after school? Whatever. Like, whatever. Set up a play date. Play dates are, like, so non-threatening. They I are, feel right. feel like – and they're so – it's such a good way to cultivate – a mom friend
0: relationship when mm-hmm. you're kind of using your kids as yes. the catalyst. You know what I mean? And the f- truth of the matter is, you might go and they may not be exactly totally your, your style or that your kind of person and you had a great time, and it's like now you know, you know, Jill's mom, and that's perfect. But maybe it's not gonna be best friend material. Exactly. But at least like you know, and you tried and you put it out there yeah. and you have a contact and a friendly face. Or it could go the other way. You guys could become fast friends, and you're planning a double date. You're planning on a gym class tomorrow. Like, it could be so fun and and easy.
1: Exactly. And then I guess the only other thing I would say is, like, maybe volunteer your time. And I know, I know, that's asking something of you, but, like, whether it's volunteering as – like whether your daughter's in dance or like whether they're in baseball or whatever, like volunteering at the school, PTO, whatever. I guess anywhere that you can like interface with other moms, other people around your age. And then, yeah, just put yourself out there. I mean, I do feel like, I don't know if I've made brand new relationships, brand new friendships since COVID has started, but I have definitely like strengthened Existing relationships, a hundred percent. Yeah, and I do think it's possible. Like, I feel like COVID will control your life to the de- to the degree that you
0: let it. Almost. Yes, I do think people might hide behind COVID and use it as a crutch. So really, just push through that. Know that you know. I know this has been a long few years, but we we just don't need to be held hostage by it anymore. Don't use it. Don't hide behind it. Just do your thing and put yourself out there. And I think. I think you're going to be so much better off.
1: You'll be totally fine, girlfriend. Yes, you've got this. Don't just work all the time. Carve some time out for yourself. Go do something that you love, and you'll find people of like-minded activities, interests, whatever, and you'll find some girls, I promise. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, we have a fun topic that we want to talk about today, and it's kind of about the idea of like choosing to be happy. like. I don't know, Lauren. What do you think? Can
0: you really choose to be happy? Oh, absolutely. I think you think of like, okay, I'm going to go there. Classic Disney princess (laughs) of like the worst circumstances and hardships, but yet they find the good in things and they try to seek out the best and they try to be that, you know, happy soul singing to the birds. No, but I mean, in all reality, I do think that people are capable of overcoming their circumstances and choosing mentally and like emotionally to find a better place.
1: Yeah, I know. I guess I was really thinking about this and I was like I was asking Lauren. I was like, "What is happiness at the end of the day? Like what does it mean to be happy?" Like, right. Is that a feeling? Is it a state of mind? Is it a personality trait? Like what does that mean? And like do you ever find yourself just asking yourself like I just want to be happy. Or, man, I just want to be like, I want to be like Whitney over there, who's just so happy all the time. She just seems to be so happy. And don't you feel like with social media, it's in our face more than ever? Because right. I feel like we're only posting like our most joyful, happiest moments right. on Instagram or on right. Facebook or whatever. We're not, we're not sharing like, all the crap shows or the, you know, the piles of laundry or the bills that are piling up. Like we're not sharing all of that stuff. And so I feel like sometimes I can find myself being like, man, why am I not more happy? Or why am I not finding myself to be as happy as so and so or something like that? Yeah. So I mean, like, as I got to really researching this, it was interesting to me because it said that I found an article on psychology today that was super fascinating because it actually explained that like happiness is not a personality trait. And dare I say that I actually, I mean, I actually thought that it was. I mean, I feel like I actually thought that people were either like a happy person or they weren't. You know what I mean? Like they're just like that grumpy state of mind or they were like the more cheerful type.
0: Or like the optimistic to the pessimistic. Yes. Yes. Well, and you do think of people as like People that are, like, high energy and bubbly and, like, fun, just, like, spark, you know, just spunky, you kind of think of them as, like, okay, they're happy people. But, yeah, you're right. It isn't just a, yeah, it's not a personality trait when you really think about it. Happiness is a lot, well, first of all, it's a lot deeper than that. Yeah. But it's also not just something, like, you know, I do think you can be more naturally optimistic, which, therefore, kind of probably creates happiness. Right. 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 Yeah, it's an interesting thought.
1: It totally is. It says,
0: I'm going to specifically read a
1: portion out of this article. It says, the present day definition of happiness refers to a feeling that relates to contentment and satisfaction. Happiness is a state and not a trait. Meaning that it is not long-lasting or an ingrained, permanent feature, but rather a changeable state depending on our mindset, environment and our circumstances. So how fascinating is that that it's totally dependent on our contentment and our satisfaction with our life?
0: I would absolutely if those two words when we were talking about this off the mic, yeah, actually, I do believe those two words do describe happy happiness. people. Totally. Because like when you are content and satisfied with something, even if you're like, I would I was happy with my meal, you were happy with it. Or like, I'm happy today because my kids are just I, I'm happy today because everything's just going okay. And I feel good and content. And and that is not every day. Mm-hmm. There's not every day you feel that like almost peace about things. Yes. But content and satisfaction would be. Are very good words to describe it. I do think that's very true. It totally is. And
1: I think they also they also go into pointing out the difference between happiness and pleasure. Okay. Okay. And how different they are really, because happiness is really a more stable feeling, whereas pleasure is a very quick in the moment feeling. And like you could be a very unhappy person. But have moments of pleasure. So like think about physical reactions or like sexy time or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know. It's like, funny that you, know you what what I'm do saying? kind of
0: think of sex when you yes. describe that. Because I mean, pleasure, I guess that word, it's just always connected to crazy connect to like sex for some yes. reason. but. You could have sex with someone and have a pleasurable experience, but really like leave and never think about it again. Or have a very unhappy marriage or an unhappy relationship,
1: right. but have a literal, physical, pleasurable experience with someone. Right. And so it's very interesting how they kind of point out that like pleasure comes and goes. And, like, how true happiness is not found in those moments of pleasure. And, like, when you're really seeking happiness, you shouldn't really be seeking out those moments of pleasure. It should be that deeper those deeper feelings where you're seeking for like that contentment and like that satisfaction with your life. So then they go on to talk about like what really creates happiness. And I thought this was super interesting. List off some of the
0: things that they point out in the bullets, Lauren. Yeah. So what creates happiness? Individual income. <laughs> they actually mm-hmm. write a number two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Physical health, employment, experience of positive emotions, social relationships, moral values, family, and basic access, basic access to safety and social equality. So like, isn't that super interesting? So it goes on to
1: say that like, is there a way to choose happiness? The answer is yes. And it's to kind of work on some of these different characteristics right here. So like improve your, improve your physical health, try and have good social relationships, have good moral values. Have a good family environment, all these things really contribute to your overall satisfaction with your life, which leads to greater happiness,
0: yeah, two that jumped out to me for sure were like the moral values i like I was like thinking about that for a second, and I'm like, okay, I guess that can translate into like being spiritual or religious and stuff, and for a lot of people, I mean having that content like feeling of like feeling like they know. Before and after, what the point is, the purpose of life, all those deeper things, and a lot of people want those answers and that kind of clarification. And so, I can definitely see how that would correlate to kind of providing more of, you know, a satisfaction to life and understanding things. Yeah. Whereas, well, with the individual income, it's funny because you know I do, I really do believe the phrase. Money doesn't buy happiness. I yeah. really believe that. I've seen it already in my life so many times with people, um, and I'm only 37, but I really do believe money doesn't prove like some sort of great experience and happiness and joy, and you're like perfect and happy. But I do believe, yes, it definitely creates, creates some stability for you and whatever that number be, but something to feel stable and not a constant stress or concern. Right. Yes. Right. again, create some very much um, you know, content in your life knowing I'm going to be OK. Like, I can provide this tomorrow. And we're going to be OK for next year. And that's a huge, huge thing for families or a person. Yes,
1: I totally agree with that. I feel like for sure I've seen the same thing where money does not buy happiness. And I feel like even if you don't have all of those things, like, we really can find contentment and satisfaction with whatever stage we're in. And we've kind of talked about this before, I forget in a previous episode where it was like find joy in the journey and like find Mm -hmm. joy and satisfaction in whatever stage you're in. And I know there's people listening to us in all stages. I mean, some of you might just be pregnant and you're in college and you've just gotten married or whatever. And then some of you are empty nesters and you've got old grown kids and like we're in all different stages. And I do feel like Life is going to present different problems, different challenges all along the way. And it really just comes to like the mindset that we have and being content and like choosing to be satisfied
0: with whatever cards were dealt at that given time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. I absolutely agree. It is a choice at the end of the day. And I kind of, when it's funny, because what rings in my ear when I say choice too, it's like funny how it like connects to choosing your spouse. Yeah. Even though it's like you, even though I am am and was a firm believer believer that like love was just this destined thought and this destined thing. It totally is. And I do, to a certain degree, still firmly believe that. But as you grow up, you do see, as you are married and have, and grow up and have these experiences together, you do see and understand what they mean by like, you you have to love your choice too. Yeah. yeah. You have to, lo- and 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 your partner in your marriage is a big, big, big factor of your life and your everyday life and your fa- happiness. But like the same kind of thing, you have to like o- own your choice. Like, yes, am I going to choose to make the best of this life? And I may not have been dealt the best cards, and I may have it way harder than others, and for all different reasons. You know, money, family, situation circumstances. But I do think at some point you just have to consciously make the choice. Like, I want to be happy. Yeah. It is kind of like a state of mind. It's
1: so true. And now that you say that, it goes back to that other saying as well of like marriage is work. And like, I've thought about that over time. I thought it was so funny when people would say that at first, because when I first got married, I was just so blissed out. And I'm like, no, it would never be work, like being married to Jeremy, because he's so easy and like all of it. But I really do feel like, especially come like your mid-30s as a woman or like maybe even 30, I don't even know. But I do feel like there was a point in time where it's like you come to realize And don't take this the wrong way, but this is it. Like, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, this is my life. And like, there's no other, I don't know. I don't want that to be taken the wrong way, right? But like, all the like dreams or opportunities or different pathways that you might have visioned as a child or teenager whatever, like all of a sudden they kind of start to dissipate after a while, yeah, right? And you really start to come to an understanding of like, wow, like this is it. And I feel like that can go one of two ways. You can either come to that understanding when you're like knee deep in the potty training and you're home alone all the time and your husband is in the middle of busy season and you're resentful and you're like angry, you know what I'm saying? Or you can come to that understanding of like, Wow, I have these kids. I have these awesome, miracle babies that I never in a million years dreamed that I would have. And the sound of their voice just brings me so much pleasure. And like all of that, I feel like there's different ways that that realization can kind of be made. Do you know what I mean?
0: Well, and I do think it's like a lot of perspective. Um, I totally know what you're saying. There's so many things I have to say to what you just said. Mm. I I do think there is a moment where you're like, okay, this is my life. Like This is is my life. There's not much like, yeah, more like, you know, paths to follow. And like, I've kind of made my choices and now I'm living this life and whatever. There are two things that yes and no. I do love a good comeback story, and I think that at all times, (laughs) us women are totally capable of living our our second half and having, you know, our second act and being able to, like, raise our kids and, like, honestly, as weird as this and as minor as, like, my run is. Like, it's something I just never really thought would be in my cards, a challenge. I'm too old for that. Like, why would I start now? But like, and it's like minuscule. But I do think that in a lot of ways, like, I mean, maybe you had like a passion for something, you never went for it. Like, try it now. Why not? Do it. You know, I do. But, But on the other end, I totally know that feeling of like, okay, well, like, I have kids now and like things are, li- I'm limited in like my opportunity and I really have, I I have to answer to the things I've, I've chosen. I've got to like follow this through and it- it's committed me to these things and I won't do those other things. And so, and-, and that's like kind of a hard pill to swallow. Like when you hit your like mid, I, yeah. I don't think when you're potty training necessarily, that's going to hit you. I think you're so like, Busy and distracted. And I think of like the way my life was when I had like three little kids at home. And it, I, but the thing is so crazy. It was like so happy at the time. Yeah. And in a weird way, even though I like felt like it was so crazy, I look back at those times so fondly. Um, but it is, I do think like coming into like how I'm approaching 40 soon, it is like a weird, I don't want to say midlife crisis moment, but it is that midlife like where you say, like, wow this is my life. Like, this is how I live it out. And these are the things I do or, or prospectively, like, what do I want to do? And like, what do I need to make happen? Um, I totally agree. But so the second act thing, and then also what is ringing in my ears is that saying, and I love it. And we should like post it this week, but it's like the like crumbs on the floor is like, I had the food on the table. I had to feed my kids, Or the piles of laundry is the clothes I have to clothe my family. You know the the like, there's like a whole list of them. And I like love that every time I read that it's like a slap in my face because it is like, yeah, what do I have to complain about truly? right? Because I have food in the pantry. I have clothes for my kids and cute clothes at that. I have a car to drive. I have a husband that loves me. Like I have a pretty like place to call home and neighbors and things that I enjoy. Like, there is, and we got to post it because there was like so many like practical oh, yeah, yeah. things that we like complain and whine about every day. And really, oh my gosh. Yeah. Y- you don't have it that bad. Like no. you just have to kind of flip the way you-, you think about it.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. And so this episode is just meant to kind of be a gentle reminder for you that like happiness is, it's a state of mind and it is something that you can like consciously choose every single day. And I do think that it is a practice that's harder for some people than others. I really do. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I mean, you guys, I am a born pessimist. I really am. Like, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I'm always like looking out for like the worst case scenario or like anything like that. And so I do think that some people are more naturally inclined to like finding the happiness in their day and like the simple pleasures. But it's just been something on my mind a lot lately of like, being happy where I am and not always looking for like something else or what's on the other side or what's down the road or you know what I mean? Just like finding the peace of where I am today and not wishing for anything else because we're not promised tomorrow, to be honest. Like I've heard so many tragic stories of like sickness and just horrible things that just really shake me to be like girl, wake up and, like, recognize what you have and, like, your kids are here and they love you and they want to be around you and, like, you're – I just have so much right now that to be grateful for. Right. And so I guess it's just that little reminder of, like, choose to be happy every day. You can totally do that. Mm -hmm. And if there is somebody in your life who is, like, totally dragging you down every single day, like, I don't know. Maybe that's something to – Evaluate. Yes. <laughs> like, evaluate. Yes. Like, reconsider. Who reconsider who that relationship.
0: Right, you know in what your I mean? Life and how it serves you. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And
1: like look for people who truly build you up and like don't always just make you feel crappy and make you feel like there's something better to be had or you're owed something or this or that or whatever. Like just look for people who really are just content and just like satisfied with what they have. And I think that will like serve you so well. I really do. Um, Do we want to talk really quickly about signs of a happy person? Sure. Let's Let's read read a a couple of those. You point
0: out a couple that you really like. Okay. I think happy people often influence others to seek happiness. I think when you're around like a happy person, it can be kind of contagious. Like you totally is. You see them and you're like, they just sparkle or they just are so fun to be around or I just yeah. want to be more like that. Yeah. And so I think it like influences people to be better and to just choose that.
1: I totally agree. I thought this one was interesting. Happy people are content being alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is. You guys, that gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, love funny. to be alone.
1: I know that's so weird, but yes, I do.
0: Totally. Um, I thought this was interesting, too. Happy people are less likely to engage in jealousy or gossip. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I did that like the perfect scenario that we're just happy and we never are jealous and we never say a bad word. I Okay, nobody's perfect. But I do think like happy people seek out the good and like try not to like, you know. Be know, petty. S- They're petty. less petty. Yes, right. totally. So, I mean, it's so interesting. Like we're all going to try to be happier people and… Like better ourselves in all these ways. But happy people treasure people over
1: possessions. Yes. I love that. And so strengthen those relationships
0: that you have, guys. Um, Happy people are generally healthier. Through my running experience, I know you guys are probably like, shut up, Lauren. (laughs) But no, I do think that you know, natural endorphins and like natural feel good comes from when you're moving your body or you're exercising or eating well. And so I do, I can see that. I mean, obviously, hopefully it reflects and you feel the benefits, but like more than anything, it's, I think, just natural endorphins that can serve you. I totally
1: agree with that. And like, I want to get back to that so bad. If you listen to my miss from last week, you guys, I, I need to get moving more. I love this one. Happy people enjoy giving their time, money, or skills to someone in need. And there is literally no better advice I could give to you. If you're in a slump and if you're feeling depressed, you're feeling like things are just not working for you in the moment, go do some service. Go serve someone. Go find someone who has it worse than you. And go do something kind for them and go give of your time, give of some sort of skill, service, something you're good at. It could be an elderly person. It could be the neighbor down the street. It could be so many countless scenarios. There are so many people in need. And I do feel like if I need an extra boost anytime time throughout my days, if I go do service, I automatically feel better.
0: Yes. Thinking outside of yourself will always, always help. 100%. Um, funny enough, it says happy people. Um, sorry, I put it down. Happy people exercise self care. And I just had to say Yay. that on the Mom Boys because we are all about self care here. We're all about it. And, you so know, so we're happy. Happy, right? <laughs> we're so happy. <laughs> all the time. We're, no, but ha- happy to, you know, take care of yourself. And um, yeah, that self-care. We've said it over and over again, but it hopefully is rewarding in that way. I totally And it agree. keeps you more content.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Last one I want to wrap it up on is happy people are happy for other people.
0: Oh, so yes. Good spread one. Spread the
1: love, you guys. Of like course. You never know who's having a crappy day. And like, we all know how hormones affect us poor women and like, you just never know like what's working Amen. against oh, somebody. Yes, right. So like, just spread the love, and like, really do try and just build up somebody else, give a smile, and it'll go so far, I totally think. Okay, well with that, Lauren, let's wrap up with our hits and misses of the week. OK? All right. What was your hit? Of
0: the week, we're starting with misses. Now. Oh, misses,
1: misses. What was your miss, M- miss of the miss, week? Mrs.
0: Um, my miss was just really quick. Break break it down from yesterday. I was already telling Sarah more than once. She's like done hearing about it. But we have started to paint the house white, guys. It looks so good. Years in the making. So good. Years in the making. But it just kind of backfired yesterday. We were kind of doing some trial and error. It is only the front. Literally wall of our house, which is really. I mean, but it's a big wall. It's a big wall, absolutely. <laughs> but it's not a full like house job. So really, my husband and I were like, we can do this. We can do this together. We bought this paint that was nice quality. It's kind of expensive from Italy. So we're like, let's save the Ooh. money and paint it ourselves. So, anyways, long story short, we just did not get near as far yesterday. I mean, Saturdays are precious time. Dad's always busy. We're you know, it's just. It, we did not get near as far as I would have hoped. I know. So it's the worst. It just kind of... The wind picked up. That was... And then our, our paint gun... What do you call those? A sprayer? sprayer? A sprayer? A sprayer? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just... It, it wasn't working right. And then we tried a different... Pro- it, it was just... I really wanted to have a good chunk of it done, if not half, most of it, and it just did not get that far. I know. So, I will definitely share some pictures here soon of the finished product. It looks so good. we're getting there. I'm just so done talking about it. I'm so done looking at it. I'm just so done. I just want it to be done. I know. Lauren
1: is a weekend warrior, you guys. Her and her husband- they are weekend warriors. They we do try. all the projects. I know. We
0: really tried to like, poor George. I know. I just feel like I suck the life out of him <laughs> constantly.
1: Girl, but- he is so busybody. He would I be doing I a thousand things I even without you. I know.
0: Even if he would. I know. You're you know he would. absolutely right. So. Oh, my anyways, gosh. All right. Well, my,
1: my mess of the week I've kind of touched on in the past is my Kate's ears, you guys. I know the Are ongoing the ongoing saga oh, no. of Kate's pierced ears. I swear we did it back in June of last year. So like we're coming up on a year and I don't know if you remember, but like they got infected for a while. I don't know. I feel like we're still dealing. So like if anybody has any like tried and true suggestions on how to heal a pierced ear, please, I am begging you, DM me on Instagram at the Mom Voice Podcast. Please send me your tips. My latest thing that I've tried is I went and I got these solid 18 karat gold hoops like, little bitty right, baby right. hoops. Right, I really
0: thought that would be it.
1: Yeah. The like, dancer. The hoops. But, like, girl, today, like, when I, we were sitting in church, I look over at her ear, and they're just so gross, you guys. <laughs> like, so much, like, ugh, ugh, I can't even. It just grosses me out. Do you out. feel
0: like you should just take them out? No. Okay, we
1: did that I a remember. few months back. And I had to freaking, like, re-pierce Pierce her, her ears. ears. It was traumatizing to her. And I'm like— what do I even do? So I will say this, the gold hoops are sort of working. We have had them in for probably a month now. And I just have her like keeping them in nonstop, like moving them around. We clean it with like the Claire's cleaner. And like today we fully took them out, cleaned it all, cleaned the earrings, put them back in. But you guys, I'm so over it. Like, I'm so over it. I'm like, does she just not have the
0: ears for pierced ears? Like, and what's there, happening? There, there are some people out there that that are is there? the case. Yeah, they're just ultra sensitive oh like my it gosh. can't. I'm going to give you the- They bleed every time. I took them out today. They're bleeding. Again, they're already bleeding. So you guys, just tell me. I'm going to give you my spray that I use, the <sighs> whatever cleaning spray. Maybe the there's something different in it. I doubt it, but it may be a different brand. It's killing me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sick of it. Oh, so I'm so it. sick of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So of course.
1: Help, help a sister
0: out, you of guys. Of course.
1: If there's any tips, please send them to me. Okay. What was your hit? We're doing hits. What was well, your yes. Hit?
0: Um, Funny enough, I had a hit plan, but then I just got a text and it's funny. Um Aww. No, I got... Well, earlier this week, we found out, and I just had to follow up, I guess, that the burglar was caught. <gasps> He's been arrested. Shut up. That is so funny, right? Yes. We got, like, a text from, like, I guess just the news that, yes, he had been caught and blah, 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 blah. So, anyways, that story is put to bed and has been. So, I just had to report back on that. Oh, good thing. But um, my true miss, and it's funny because Sarah was just, like, saying to Marco, like, I don't even know who you are anymore, but it, it's true to some degree with this whole half marathon. Thing. I did an ice bath this week. Oh my gosh. Week, I
1: meant to talk to and, you about this oh on the podcast. Gosh.
0: I you girl, it tell was us crazy all about it. No, yes. well, I went to this like recovery, um, I don't know, hydrotherapy type. Place with my cousin who goes pretty frequent. And she didn't tell me about it. And I thought, hey, I'll go. I'll go try this out. Like with my running and all that, this could help. So I go and very long story short, there was kind of like four little phases. But the second step was an ice bath. And she had two like tub things. An ice bath. Yeah. One was 23 degrees and (gasps) one was like 46 degrees. (gasps) And so she's like, which one do you want to do? I know. And I said, I'll do the, I, I did the 23. Oh crazy enough. Gosh. I don't even know. Girl, that's not even cold. That's like burning. Yeah. That's my, like cold burn. No, it is. Your body Ooh. becomes numb. So it will, my body wow. just numbed up so fast. Wow. So then it like seemed bearable because you could just like, you were numb. Like Shut It was up. crazy. So like I get in first. I just got to chill. I know. I know. I'm not even kidding. I'm know. Not even kidding. So, it, you know, and it's supposed to be so good for your circulation and like with your muscles sore and all this stuff. So whatever. So and in this place, I will say, is a little like zen crystals, that kind of stuff crystals. too. There's a little bit of that going on. <laughs> New so, age. Yes. yes, yes. So I, Before we started, she kind of started me with this warm-up and this breathing thing yes. about my center and all this manifest stuff. Manifest it, yes, Lauren. Yes, I manifest. Yes, I you're was manifesting, manifesting your mind's eye is doing its thing. Yes. So I got in, and <laughs> yes. no joke, it literally did take my breath away. Like, I, you do just do this. And then yeah. she's like talking to me. And she's like, do oh. your breathing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she kept talking. She She's like a doula. Yeah. Yeah. She's no. like, okay.
1: Yeah. She's like a doula for the birth. And, and yeah.
0: Girl. Yeah. That is exactly the thing. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, sitting yeah. in this ice bath and I feel like I'm having like a water labor or something, a <laughs> yes. water delivery. Because she's sitting there, she is talking to me, breathing. My body is like shaking and I'm like Convulsing. So, yes, literally. I'm So crammed up. Yeah. I'm like yeah. in this I'm trying position because your uterus. Yeah. she told me to put my feet <gasps> outwards so I don't slide, slip oh, because freak. it's like ice metal, this metal, whatever. Oh. So So I literally did feel like in a weird way that I was in some sort of water delivery and it was bizarre. But I just got knocked out numb so fast. So I was sitting there and I was doing my breathing. I was calming down and she's like telling me like, Surrender your body. Surrender. And I was like, okay. Oh my gosh, I'm dead. I don't need to surrender. I Just surrender. I surrender. Take me. I'm Take dead. Me <laughs> Take me now. So I, she wanted me to get to my neck and I was kind of like my chest. <gasps> my like my my boobs are under the water, oh but like my, my shoulders are you were still out. you totally naked? No. I, oh, no okay. I was in a sports so, bra on shorts. Okay. 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 So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I needed to get to my neck and so I was trying to recline back. But at this point I'm like truly like numb and I'm like like leaning oh back down into the water and like <gasps> trying to put my head back on the thing, you know, to really, it was intense. So she's, I said, and I, I think I said before I got in, like, how long do I have to do it? And she's like, two minutes. And I think the time just got away from me because I was so numbed out. Like it was like, and you are, and it was weird. I really was actually trying to be Zen. I was trying to think of my body and I was trying to think of all the like miles and all the effort it's put through. So I'm like really trying to think like, okay, your yes. body needs this yes. no muscles yes. just kidding yes. so I was like trying and I'm I, one I with the earth yes right yes. Yes. so anyways I ended up doing four minutes and wow. it was it was intense but it was good I wow. guess you could say because then right after you get out you kind of do these like things and your tips the tips of your toes and the tips of your fingers were the one parts that just <sighs> literally like weren't getting everything else was like no felt, circulation. No, no. It felt oh. like the only way I could describe it. It, it felt like fuzzy, like, like Ooh. burn, but, but, like buzzy, burning. Like I can't even explain it. Like just, like, yes. like pop alive. rocks in you your, tongue, alive, your tongue Lauren. Yes, my yes. body was just like, but the getting out. Yeah. The tips of my fingers and toes, though, like had like no nothing. They were like dead. They were like, so then we did these things to like kind of get our body moving and we did this little exercise. And then we got into a sauna, which felt really good. Whoa. So, anyways, tell me the day after. There you go. Did it. So, yeah, the day after I did my eight mile run, I was interested to see how my legs and my muscles were feeling. I'll be honest, I didn't really feel a difference. So, I don't know. Maybe—I will say I wasn't as sore the next day, and so I do think maybe that was some of it too, but it wasn't like I felt like stronger or like, yeah, yeah, like my muscles felt like just—so, but maybe it did help me like not be as tight or sore. Girl, I am so— Proud of you! Oh my gosh! Stop. Do you even hear
1: the evolution of Lauren on this podcast, you guys? <laughs> you guys,
0: oh my! Man, it's true. You guys it's have been being here documented, Lauren. I know you have been here along the wow. way. It is crazy, and I know. I I mean, I can even just think of weeks ago when I was straight crying, yeah. or I really think about a run I did with George in November where we were only doing about two and a half. And oh, I straight up was like hysterical halfway through. I was like, George, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. And he's just like, come on, we got to keep going. You can do hard things. Yeah, it is. It is a testament to that. Did you guys see that the the world record was just made in Houston, and she's 37. She's my age. For what? She's 37 for a half marathon <gasps> world record let oh, speed. Oh, I think
1: I saw that. And
0: she, like, was a college runner and then, like, started yes. training again. And now she's, like, the fastest woman in America at my age. I love that. Way to go, girl. All right. Well, my
1: hit of the week is, again, so lame. I need to start going first because oh, stop. you have these oh, stop stories. It. Stop it. No, I was just thinking and it kind of I was we went to dinner with a friend of ours last night and um we were talking about something and it just like dawned on me. I was like, "You know what? I guess I'm just totally done with potty training like forever. Like I haven't had one potty accident, one poop accident, nothing in like a while now, Lauren. And I just have to acknowledge that, like just stopping and realizing like that you don't deal wow. with
0: crap anymore.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> literally, like I, I like I'm officially done with potty training. I'm done with sleep training, like so many of these things. I guess I just have to acknowledge that, like, I'm officially done with and that's it's big. kind of like incredible. Oh, that's
0: so big. And it's when-
1: things that like you don't ever stop and like actually recognize that like, wow,
0: we like. We passed that. And like, we did it. Yes. We did it. It is awesome to stop and recognize like new phases you're in. Tristan is finally kind of officially babysitting for me. And like, we have to stop and recognize like, Wow, we don't huge. like have to pay for a babysitter every weekend all the time now. Like he is capable in doing it, and this is like a huge stepstone. So know. it is like good. I know, so
1: good for you to like recognize. I know. I just feel like it deserves a shout out on the podcast because I feel like when you're in it, it just consumes your world, and it's just something that like you just can't wait to get out of, and then you slowly kind of do and you don't even realize it's happening. So yeah, there you go. That's my hit. Way to go, girl. Yay. All right. Well, that's going to do us for this episode of The Mom Voice. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure you're subscribed or following the show wherever you listen, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, wherever. Make sure you're following the show for new releases. We are back every single Monday. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at The Mom Voice Podcast. We are there. You can go drop us a note or a suggestion or comment, criticism, whatever it may be. You can go find us over there. And I guess is that it? Do we have anything else? I know that's going to do it for today. All right, guys. Well, we hope you have a great week. We will see you back next Monday. Take care of each other. All right. Bye-bye.